Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Gen X Pro Tip. You hear a buzzing in your wall and you see two or three more bees, burn the house down. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Jen. <laughs> I had a lot of issues with this, with this episode. Should we start with the title? Oh, yeah. So, well, no, we do a little chat up top. No, I said, should we start with your commentary on the title? The title, like, I'm sure you have. The thoughts. title sucks. <laughs> I don't even know what it pertains to. I mean, I think I do, but please tell me that's not what it is. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I couldn't really tell either. Like you could really read it a lot of different ways. I really think Michael Landon, R.I.P. R.I.P. is trolling me at this point with putting Mary literally in a canyon. Screaming, and her glasses are causing a fire. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like we well, can make a clue game versed on this, and like Mary's glasses can be one of the the weapons. Weapons. Okay. Do you want to tell them what episode this is? Okay. So first, do we have any announcements or anything like that? Um. Oh, I got some praise from one of our memes that liked the idea of our children of the corn episode when I described them running over the kid as gagunking over a kid. <laughs> I liked the part in that. And I told you about this. I was, I was listening to it on the subway. I start cracking up when you're like, if you have a kid who's even a little bit weird, just get rid of the crayons. <laughs> Did you not see sixth sense? Like, think about it. All these movies with these seeing kids, like these seers, if you will, they, they all draw creepy shit. Just get rid of all writing utensils. <laughs> oh, so I thought it was crayon specific. I thought it would be like, it's fine if they have pencils. There's something creepy about the crayons. There is something creepy about the crayons. Agreed. Um, also, I hope everyone enjoy, enjoyed my Almanzo imitation. <laughs> that, I was that was doing. horrifying. <laughs> oh that was horrifying. It sounds like some kind of warped howdy doody. <laughs> I had to shut that off when that came on. I was getting annoyed. All right, Jen. So today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 6, Episode 4, Third Miracle. 
The description reads, During a trip to a teaching award ceremony in Minneapolis, the stagecoach that Adam, Mary, and a pregnant woman named Marge are riding in is involved in an accident. Mary is the only one who can free herself and is left to rely on her wits to find help. And we see how that ended. <laughs> wow. I was texting Jenny like, this episode is ama- equal parts amazing <laughs> and crazy. Um, okay, so immediately I'm triggered because we open on bees. <laughs> so I just have eight. I'm like, there's bees. There's an in. I'm like, bees, laugh my ass off, fucking bees. There's an infestation of bees. Amy is triggered. Guys, I can't even tell you. We were on these bees way too long, first of all. Oh, my God. I thought it was amazing. I wrote, we open on bees. What the fuck? I'm screaming, literally screaming. Holy fuck. Laura and Albert are beekeeping now. They just, they've gotten more annoying. Amy hates bees. No, I'm sorry. Amy is afraid of bees. Yeah, I'm afraid of them. And she is afraid of infestations. I really am. So when you see a hive like this. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen... Yes. Those shows where, like, the bees are in the wall. They're in the drop ceiling or something. Gen yeah. X pro tip. You hear a buzzing in your wall and you see two or three more bees, burn the house down. Burn Run down. out and burn your house down. <laughs> Jenny, no one is going to insure us after listening to this. <laughs> okay, so. Like, I, I see one cockroach. I'm running out and burning my house down. <laughs> I just wrote, this is too much. But then it gets worse. Because then we have Carrie. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, can we discuss that Laura and Albert have no bee suits on? They this have no like bee hardcore suits on, but, they are, but they're pretty far away from the hive. Yeah, but you know how to get honey, right? You know where the honey is. The honey is inside the hive. I know nothing about this. The only thing I know is Marcel and Anna on 90 Day Fiance were beekeepers. Anything I know about beekeeping. Oh, I, I, I did oh, see that. And, and Jeremy Clarkson, Clarkson's Farm. Yeah. We learned a lot about the beekeeping. Um, I guess they go in and they scoop the honey out, like when the bees are dormant, sure. like at night or whatever. Like they're obviously not going into the active hive. Yeah, they're, they're too close. I mean, Carrie's too close to the hive for my comfort. She's three hundred feet away. Carrie wants to touch the bees. Do you notice Carrie clearly missed a mark? Because like they show yes. her and she's yes. just standing there, like dumbfounded, looking at yeah, the camera. And she runs. And then there's yeah. this long pause, and then she runs. <laughs> okay. And did you notice Carolyn has on a black skirt? Carolyn is looking pretty good in this one. Yeah. yeah. So Carrie wants to help with the bees, and Carolyn tells her to fuck off. So <laughs> Carolyn is heading into town on some kind of, I don't know, errand. And she puts Laura and Albert in charge of shit. And they're talking about they have a ton of honey. Yeah. ton of it. Albert says with his share of his honey money, he wants to buy a telescope and a velocipede. Yeah, that's some kind of scooter. I did not know. It's the the bicycles with the big front wheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it literally means a two wheel vehicle. So Laura says with her money she wants to buy a They whole don't have two wheels though, they have three, don't they? No, yeah. not all the time. Oh, it's not a tricycle. It. Hold on. Pause. Powered land vehicle with one or more wheels. Oh, one or more. Okay. All right. I've seen some of them with the two tiny yeah. ones in the back. Yeah. So Laura says with her honey money, we can stop saying that. <laughs> she wants to buy a whole new outfit, dress, hat, gloves, etc. 
Albert calls her out for trying to impress Manly. And here comes Manly. <laughs> hey, everybody! <laughs> it's Manly! <laughs> He's just popping in. I just want to say Laura's outfit is amazing! Okay, You're... <laughs> that's going to stop. Or I'm hanging up. And this episode's over. <laughs> he sounds like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you know, you sound like a drunk... Like, like that Mighty puppet. Mouse. <laughs> okay. You sound like uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh no, it's Mr. Bill. You sound like that guy. Okay, all right, guys. I lied. Almanzo's nowhere to be found. So Carolyn is in town, and she hears Nellie screaming at her customers to get out. And I wrote, "Does Carolyn not work there anymore?" I have the same question. I'm like, Nellie's throwing people out. I'm like, did Carolyn quit? Like, yeah, because it's during the week, right? Oh, it's definitely during. Oh, it might not be because the kids are home from school. It's might but be the Sunday. Post office is open. It's got to be Saturday. Can't be Sunday because everybody'd be in church. It can't be Sunday because the kids wouldn't be working on their beehive. Right, that's true. And Nellie wouldn't be working. Okay, so now we have Mrs. Foster in the telegraph office. Telegraph, telegram. I always get this mixed up. Is it telegram? Telegram. Okay. What's a telegraph? Isn't that the machine? <laughs> or to telegraph. Like, I'm telegraphing okay. something to you right now. Okay. <laughs> that this is boring and we should move on. Okay. So, she grabs Carolyn and she's like, I have a telegram for Adam and it's good news. Can I get that service? When somebody hands me mail, can they tell me if it's good news or bad news? Well, she has to write it. <laughs> I know. She has to write it. I know, but, like, I like that she just gives them a heads up. Like, heads up, this is really good news. Yeah, I wish every every envelope mm-hmm. was stamped like that uh, for my mail. And then she says Charles is in Mankato, and I just wrote, oh, no, who's going to die? Why is Charles in Mankato? I don't like, know. We, is, his, is his ribs healed? Like, <laughs> I feel like there's missing, <laughs> missing parts. pieces here. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn heads over to the blind school where Adam is grading papers. And, Jen, I was super impressed because apparently Adam does math blind. Wow, Am, you can't even do math as a sighted I can't person. do any math sighted. So now they, they're, Mary and Adam start making out because they're talking about how good of a teacher he is. And apparently that gets her, gets her basement <laughs> flooded. I don't know. So they start making out and Carolyn walks right in and, and they don't and- hear her. And stands there for an uncomfortable mm-hmm, amount of mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And they don't hear her. Now, I thought they had the gift of sense or sound. They're, out. They're not paying attention. Okay. So, basically, the telegram says the National Association of Blind School Administrators is giving Adam the Louis Braille Award. He was only one of three selected nationwide and the only blind teacher and the first blind teacher to receive the award. The ceremony is in St. Paul next weekend, and we learn that Mary and Hester Sue nominated him. I have an index card. Okay. So I don't know if this medal's real. Like, there's a ton of Lewis Braille medals. Like, oh, okay. every every blind association that's ever existed has Lewis Bra- Lewis Braille yeah. medals, right? So like. The most there, there's one now that the World Blind Union gives. Um, it's the most prestigious award they give. That's been since 1984. There's been one um, Lewis Braille Awards that comes from the Associated Services for the Blind. That's 57 years old. Okay. And actually, in 19 or in 2017, Apple received that award oh, for wow. their accessibility um, stuff. Yeah. 
Found some interesting. Found an interesting fact about um, Braille, though. Okay. Do you know how he was blinded? No. He was blinded in one eye at the age of three when he got stabbed by a stitching owl. Oh. You know an owl like a. Yes. <gasps> oh. oh. Who did that to him? I don't. I think it was some kind of weird accident. Oh God. Speaking of accidents, did you see what happened to Alec Baldwin? Yes, one second. Let oh. me finish my index card. <laughs> so I'm going on tangent. Get Alex, Alex Baldwin out of my index Alec card. Baldwin. Go ahead. He also has an asteroid named after him. Oh, really? Like, you know you have arrived mm-hmm. if you have an asteroid named after you. Yeah, it's pretty good. So we don't know if this award was real or not. But chances are it was. Chances are it was. Yeah. There was just, like, I didn't, I was trying to find out if there's, like, some long, you know, History like, the, of like it. the Nobel Peace prizes yeah. right like do they have this long history not really there's a million of them mm-hmm. all over the place so this is probably like some association that has some mm-hmm. thing so it's like not some it's not like winning the nobel peace prize let's just say um like i had one of my students tell me today that william faulkner won the nobel peace prize in literature for the collected works no. of william faulkner no. like nope no nope. nope no three things wrong in that sentence okay <laughs> um so alec baldwin did you see this Oh my god, this is terrible. This is like I and I realized imagine. the way that I just phrased it was awful because I said, "Did you hear what happened to Alec Baldwin?" because I do see him as a victim in this. Yes. But oh my but, god, the victim is the woman, obviously, who was yeah. murdered, the director of photography. That's unbelievable. She's only like in her 40s. Unbelievable that we're still using real guns on a set. Yeah, seriously. Like haven't we evolved with technology to the point where we can have something that looks like a gun? This goes back to, or not have to fire it. Yeah. This goes back to the whole, I don't trust that box labeled blanks. Yep, we talked you know, about I, this. That was like a why that I had, I think, yeah. or something. I forget what episode that was. Was that a little house? I don't remember. We were saying but, we don't trust... We don't trust anything. And then, you know, like, I wouldn't even trust that the box of bullets, not, oh, let alone oh, it was, somebody loading it. It was the, the Lake Kezia monster. Nels gave them blanks oh, in the guns. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wouldn't even trust that the box that I bought was labeled correctly. Yeah. Like, and we brought up the Brandon Lee case. There's too much at stake. Too much There's at too stake. There's too much at stake. I mean, now Alec Baldwin, like, not only is this woman's family devastated by this, and there's somebody else critically injured as well. There's somebody else critically injured, yeah. But now Alec Baldwin has to deal with the guilt of this as well. Like, it's really just a tragedy all around. Yeah, it really The PTSD like, from people who had to witness it. Yeah. Because it's not like he wants to murder someone. No. Like, I would be so angry. Oh, my God, I would oh, be so angry. God. And we all know he has anger issues. So he's probably, yes. like, really murdering people <laughs> who did this to him. Okay. All right, so Louis Braille, we're good. All right. So Adam says, look, this is a great honor. That's the second greatest honor after meeting Mary. Okay, oh whatever. Uh, dude, her father's not in the room. You don't have to score points. So he says, it's a great honor, but I have to turn it down because I don't have the money to get there. And I just wrote, ask the church. Yeah, they come seriously. up with money for everything else all the time. Ask yep. Mrs. Olson. Tell her that the ha- uh, teacher from the Harry yes. Olson School for the Blind is receiving totally. this. A hundred percent, she would go for mm-hmm. that. So she'd probably go with them. She'd probably go with them. Oh, then maybe you don't want to ask her. So Laura and Albert are coming into a ton of cash, and Mary and Adam need money. Plot done. Check. All right, Carolyn says she's going to talk with Charles, and Adam's like, "No, don't blow." She's like, "I'm talking with Charles." Period. Yeah. Yeah. 
They need 50 or $60 for them both to go take the stagecoach to the train and then the train. And I'm like, why can't they just ride out there? And I remembered they're blind. The thing I don't understand, or why can't Charles just give him a ride? Yeah, he could. The thing I don't understand is, like, does Carolyn have, like, Carolyn's going to ask Charles for 60 bucks, mm-hmm. right? Like, she has to know what their situation is. Like, does she, like, you would know, I think, as the wife... Like, do we just have this kind of cash laying around I, that we could do I this? Think, or is this like... I think what she's talking about is like, I'll see if Charles has an idea of how to solve this. Because okay. maybe Charles could give them a ride. Or he I knows feel... a way that he can trade work for something. Because <laughs> I feel like it'd be going and be like, hey, like, don't we have like $10,000 to give these kids? Like, right. you know you don't. Right, you know you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So at dinner, Jenny... Carolyn's asking Charles for the money, but he doesn't have it. So Carolyn suggests borrowing from the bank, and he freaks out. And I just wrote, he has credit PTSD. He really does. Yeah. (laughs) So Albert and Laura have an idea. That night, in the middle of the night. They do this again. I know. They decide they'll give Mary and Adam the honey money. They wake Charles and Carolyn up from a dead sleep now. No, Carolyn and Charles are fake sleeping, first of all. A few things here. I would murder my kids if this is what they woke me up to tell me. Like, we're going to give Aunt Jenny our allowance so she could get her life-saving surgery. Woohoo! I don't want to hear that. No, 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 no. That's not the equivalent. The equivalent is Samantha's family wakes you up in the middle of the night to say... Samantha wakes you up in the middle of the night to say she's going to give Penelope's family the money. That's the equivalent. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Okay. Okay. Second of all, we know Charles sleeps like four hours a night. She can't <laughs> wait another hour to tell know, right? him. He'll, it's not like he's going to sleep till noon, guys. He'll be up in two hours. Anyway, so, Jen, what do Carolyn and Charles decide to do? But Charles is the one that's like, let's go tell them now. They get out of bed, these motherfuckers, and they go over the entire family. Except, except for. Except and Grace. Because they put Carrie Carolyn in charge of Grace. Carolyn leaves Carrie in charge of another human being. I can't. In the middle of the night. I can't. She's better off um, asking Reverse Lafayette Beatles slash Bandit slash Jeffrey to watch Grace. Yeah, totally. So these motherfuckers go over to that blind school. I'm screaming at this point. I'm saying to Timmy, are you seeing this? <laughs> they go over. They're pounding on the door. And Hester Sue is not having it. Hester Sue is like, Hester Sue's who like, is this motherfucker? motherfucker at my door? <laughs> Jenny, aren't there at least a dozen sleeping children there? Easy. Adam and Mary are up now by this point. Well, of course. And they look super confused. They're like, why are you here? Ma, Pa, uh, Laura, Albert, did someone die? Is Carrie in uh, a well? I mean, that's what they thought. Fair. Yeah. The whole family shows yep. up in the middle of the night. Yeah. So Adam and Mary look really confused when when they start saying, look, Laura and Albert are going to give you their bee money. Laura and Albert are giving you an early Christmas present because they're ballers. Yeah. And they have, they're making bank on this bee business. But then, Jen, we learn a pivotal point to all of this. This all hinges on a deal with Nels Olsen. Ah, fucking it. And we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. So the next day, Laura and Adam arrive at the mercantile, and I, I literally wrote... Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Harriet's there. Where's Nels? Shit. Shit. Nels is out of town. Their deal was with Nels. And Harriet don't give a fuck. 
Nope. They try to beg Harriet to just honor Nell's deal, which is 30 cents a pound for the honey. Right? Nope. Yeah, 30 cents. They're not doing it. She's not doing it. She says, I'll give you half of that. She's such a bitch. She's such a bitch. Laura says no, but Albert, hero, decides he's going to swindle her. Albert is, so this reminds me of like, there's, do you ever watch Battlestar Galactica? Mm Mm-hmm. No. Mm Mm-hmm. You went up against the old man and you lost. Yep. I feel like Harriet's going up against Albert. Like, Albert's like the old man. I loved Battlestar Galactica. I think that was I the know. first I show love. that Timmy and I really binged together. All right. So, Albert's like, oh, you're such a shrewd businesswoman, Harriet. Like, you really have us over a barrel. I guess we're just going to have to sell our main hive. It breaks my heart to give up that main hive, but, you know, it produces like 100 pounds of honey a year, and we really need the money, so I guess we'll throw that in if you want to give us the 30 cents. Harriet's like, wow, that sounds fantastic, 100 pounds, huh? And she's like, quick doing math in her head. And then she's like, okay, sounds good. He's like, the only caveat is you and Nellie have to pick it up yourselves, and I would do it just after sunup when they're nice and tired. Albert, the motherfucking fixer. She's like, okay, here's the money. All right. So, Jen, that night, Adam and Mary are in bed and Adam's awake. And did you think he was going to have some kind of episode? Because I did. He's always torn up about something, this guy. (laughs) Like, he's really high stress. He's very high strung. Like, is he going to hulk out? Is he going to cry? What's happening? He's having an anxiety attack over his speech, Jen. So, Mary pretty much writes his speech for him. Can we discuss that Adam is not smart? What is the deal with him? Because Linwood he's Boomer is very smart. smart. I know. He's playing a dumb character. Yeah, and he he's is. just like, Mary's so much smarter than he is. Yeah, she's she just kind of like, dude, just figure it out. Yep. So she reminds him of the episode Four Eyes in which she had glasses. She's like, Adam, go back and watch Four Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it got all meta. No, I'm only kidding. Um, she's like, you know, I had these glasses and kids were calling me Four Eyes and it turned out okay. She literally writes his speech. Yep. Then he asks her if she'll give the speech. Now, Jenny, I have to tell you something. I love giving speeches. If Timmy asked me to give the speech, I would do it. Yeah, I'm shocked. Would you Um, do it? I feel like this... No. Do you love giving... Unless I got the award. Do you love giving speeches? I don't love giving speeches, but if I was getting the award, I would give a speech. But I'm not going to fucking give a speech without getting the reward. Oh, I just had an idea. You and I should write... I need incentive. You and I should write a te- TED Talk for you. What's my TED Talk going to be? <laughs> I don't know. How to be irritating, how to murder someone, how to scorch people. <laughs> Scorching is the new black. I don't know what your TED how Talk to, How to be. survive an annoying sister. Yeah, okay. All right, so... Adam then asks her if she still has her eyeglasses. And I wrote, no, she doesn't. She ditched them three days after she got them and we never saw them again. Right. But Adam's like, maybe you could hold them up when I talk about them in my speech. What the hell does this even mean? What's it's it, so like, stupid. The words coming out of his mouth didn't even mean anything. They just, like, they needed a way to get glasses there. Yeah, this is bad It was writing. so dumb. Why didn't writing. you just have a magnifying glass fall out of the pregnant woman's pocket or something? Why does it have to be Mary's glasses? I don't know. Like, it just makes no sense that she has them. Why did there have to be a fire? Why couldn't they just hear Mary yelling? Yeah, it was weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. 
So in town, Jen, the stagecoach driver is getting the coach repaired, and the mechanic's like, mm, this is a piece of shit, dude, and it's going to rattle apart in a few rides. And they're talking about this real loud in front of the passengers about to get on the coach. I mean, this is what, when I'm looking out of the window of the airport, this is what I'm always wondering if, like, those mechanics are saying Me when too. they're down there, like, looking at stuff. I'm like... Are they down there like, oh, yeah, dude, like this, this whole thing needs to be overhauled. Like if I heard this, I'd be like, nope, no, thank you. Nope. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And ever since that Denzel Washington movie where he's the drunk pilot, I forget what it's called, oh, but God. he's like an alcoholic and he's a pilot and he flies drunk a lot. I'm always assessing the sobriety of the pilot when I see I him. I didn't need to see this because I'm going to be getting on planes again soon. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're talking about this, and Mary and Adam then get on the stagecoach with the, with a big smile, willingly. And so does the pregnant woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know who the pregnant woman is? Who is that? She is Leslie Landon, Michael Landon's daughter. Oh, and okay. she she, plays... she also plays Ms. Plum, the teacher in yes. later seasons. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That's how okay. I'm so Carolyn says, "Oh, Mary, I forgot. Adam asked me for these. Now, how did Adam ask her for the glasses?" Did he call her? Did he telegraph her? Did he call her? (laughs) He telegraphed her. Somehow he got word. He sent a raven. I don't know. Somehow he got word to Carolyn that we needed the glasses. So, because we know that from when he got the announcement to the trip, it was quick because obviously he couldn't wait till everybody woke up. It had to be, the news had to be delivered in the middle of the night. So there's a sense of urgency here. Right, right, right. So Marge Lauren is on the stagecoach with them, played by Leslie Landon. She's heading to Minneapolis to meet her husband. She has a job there, and she's seven months pregnant. And I wrote, I'm triggered, but I don't know why. I okay. just wrote, I'm triggered. <laughs> All right, then. The coach is bouncing around, and Adam's like, hmm. Oh, I think I'm triggered because I remembered the episode. And I, re- I knew okay. what was coming. That's what it was. I The minute they ever, were on that stagecoach and we saw her and they were riding along, I'm like, I remember what happens here. Everyone's been in this Uber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, this thing's going to shake apart. Yep. So now we see Mrs. Olson and Nellie arriving at the Ingalls to pick up the hive. Laura and Albert are watching. And I wrote, Jenny, this is this is how you do a subplot. It's funny. Yes. It's connected to the main plot. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? It's This is how you do it. Not the water closet bullshit water of last closet episode. Thing. That was so yeah. stupid. So Nellie hears the bees buzzing, and Albert tells them they hum like that when they're asleep. It's, they think they're snoring. Is Nellie, is she dumb too? I guess so, apparently. They lift the log, they put it in the wagon, and I just have here, like, isn't this dangerous, this prank? Yes. Like, on the yeah. drive home, the bees come alive. The horses are freaking out. The Like, it's super dangerous. The bees are swarming them while they're driving at a high rate of speed. But I also have, like, they end up taking the hive. So, like, he actually gave them the hive. Like, I thought they were going to attack them and then they are going to run away and not take the hive. Yeah, me too. So, kind of, like, well, they lost be- their hive. Because even though Albert is a trickster, he has integrity. Oh, does he, Yes. Though? Yes. Okay. That's why we like him, because he's an honest trickster. Not like the, the scene, The scene where the bees are attacking the Olsons. It reminded me of the scene in Tommy Boy. With the deer. With the, bee, with the bees. Oh, I thought you meant with the deer when the deer comes alive in the back seat. Oh, that's, that's good, too. Yes. But no, like where they're faking the bee the attack cops. on the side of the road. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so good. Yep. That's a great movie. Oh, that's my God. I love it. 
So on the road, the axle begins breaking on the stagecoach. So the driver's like, we have to make a pit stop and take a detour to get this fixed. And Adam's like, are we still going to make the train? I mean, everybody who has a car can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Like, he hears a sound. He's kind of like looking, like trying, like hoping it's going to go away. But then he's like, all right, I got to look and see what this mm-hmm. sound is. Yep. As they're driving, we have disaster cam, is what I call it. It's either horse ass cam or disaster cam. <laughs> Of the bolt coming loose, and oh my god, the horses come unhinged now. (laughs) I want to talk about... They are unhinged. I want to talk about this accident. It was crazy. There's no way that these three people could have survived this. Unseatbelted. The stagecoach flies down a hill, guys, and flips over completely three times. I don't know. I think they could no. have survived. I think they'd be badly injured, though. Badly injured. Like, like I, I, there's no way that the pregnant woman would be okay. There's, ju- there's just no way. I have, and Mary just gets up and walks away. No, no. The driver's dead. I have footage of this, guys. I'm putting it in our Facebook group, the Mimi Bees. It's no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, the the carriage is pretty sturdy. Like it's they, pretty... they're not seatbelted. I know, so they're just flying around the inside of it, but the driver got thrown from it. But it's completely it. open, too. Somebody would have been thrown from this thing. Yeah, I feel like they would have got thrown no, out of it. No, there's no way. It flipped, as I like to well, call Adam it. Well, Adam got thrown out of it. I like to call it head, ass over head. It flipped three it was, times. I have to say it was some good effects because it was a crazy accident. But, but I really think whoever does special effects on the show is all coked up. Because everything is extra. The explosions, the accidents. <laughs> everything like, is extra. This, this carriage did not need to flip three times. It could have just veered off and like landed on its side and everyone could have been injured. No, they want to amp it up a little. Wow. Somebody's on coke doing this. Okay. So once the dust settles, Mary is the only one who can move and there is not a scratch on her. Not a scratch. Not, nope. not blood. Nope. Not dirt. Nothing. nothing. That's impossible. Yep. That's impossible. Adam is pinned under the coach. His face is a little dirty, but no blood. No nothing. Right. He's pinned under the coach. Did you see the little part where he flies out of the coach? No, I didn't. Oh my god, it's so great. I have it. Okay, so Mary cannot lift the coach, even after she begs God for help. I, I don't know. Why I'm just like, Mary, work. you're not lifting a stagecoach, honey. No. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no way. Marge is alive, but not conscious. Well, I like how Adam's like, how's Marge? And Mary's like, she's alive. Did you see when Mary was getting out of the carriage? They're like, she didn't know she was alive. She didn't check her pulse. Nothing. Nope. Come on. So the driver's a few hundred feet from them and bloodied up. We see his arms are bloodied. I guess he's dead because we never hear about him ever again. (laughs) Just like most randos, he's gone forever. (laughs) So meanwhile, word has made it to Walnut Grove that the stagecoach is running very late. And Charles tells Garvey... They will find them on the road and drive them to Sleepy Eye for the train. He's like, oh, it must have been that wheel. So we'll just go and we'll try to find them and we'll give them a ride to the train station. Why, why didn't you do that have, from the beginning? Why didn't they just do that from the beginning? Sleepy Eye's not that far away. He goes there all the time. As I like to call them, Charles. <laughs> were, were they Charles or Charby? I think it was Charles. Right or not, it was Charles. <laughs> Charles, you let us down here. Okay. Meanwhile, at the disaster site, Mary finds a canteen. The sun is blazing. Yes. And I wrote, oh, I remember now the glasses catch everything on fire. <laughs> well, I the first thing I thought is, like, they're going to die of dehydration mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm. Adam tells Mary he believes they are way too far off the main road. They'll never be found. 
just then, Marge screams that her water has broken and her ribs are broken. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. If your water breaks, aren't you in labor or not necessarily? It's Yeah, it's labor. But you can oh, go for shit. hours. People labor for 12 hours. Don't they labor for days sometimes? They could. But when your water breaks, you usually got to... That's all the oh, amniotic fluid. Breaks. You got to uh, get yeah, that yeah. baby out soon. Um, okay. But she seems to not be in any kind of pain. <laughs> She's just like, my water broke. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> my ribs are broken. It's weird, like, cool. guys. Mary realizes, like, I need to go for help. And then we... But go ahead. Adam's like, no, you can't, you can't go. So basically, he's like, no one's ever going to find us because we're mm-hmm. off the main road. And you can't go for and then help. She's, and you can't go, what's your plan here, Adam? Lay yeah, here I don't and know. die. Like, that's always his plan, is lay there and die. <laughs> He'd still be on the other side of that river. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Crying and hulking out. Mary figures using the sun, she can find her way north to the main road. Okay. Now we have Jarls. They're heading up the road and they run into some riders. Wait, did you get that? Mary's like, I'm going to leave the canteen here for you and Marge. Um, She left the canteen there with Adam. How's Marge getting that water? How's Marge getting that water? (laughs) Um, Give the canteen to the pregnant woman. Yes. Period. Yes. Although he's in the blazing sun, she's not. That's true. That's true. Okay. So these riders are like, we haven't seen a stagecoach. And Charles is like, I'm getting concerned now. So they all split up and they go searching. And Mary is wandering in a prairie, just wandering. And then she falls down a hill. She rolls down a hill. She rolls down a hill. Burger King hill. <clears throat> a la Jen Roger style. Mm-hmm. Then she gets stuck in a downed tree. Did we ever tell that story about General and Jenny, that story is not funny for people. If you don't know uh. Ken, it's not funny. <laughs> Guys, our friend fell down a hill. She, she was airborne <laughs> and, like, rolled down a hill. She was trying to be super cool and, like, roll. Like, we were, like, going to the mall and being cool. And, like, she <laughs> rolled down a hill and blew a hole in her jeans. And then we're like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, that looks cool. And then all of a sudden the blood starts soaking through. <laughs> and we had to go in and, like buy jeans and she had to like change in like the bathroom at the mall it was god forbid we go home that's, god forbid we that's leave that's when like everything you needed for a good friday night was all contained at the mall <laughs> yes. like they had an arcade they had a pizza shop they had a movie theater yep. now it's like your kids i have to pick them up from the mall drive them to the movies because everything is so commercialized there's 10 lane highways between the movies and the mall it's crazy okay so Mary falls down the hill. Jen, her getting stuck in the down tree was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. There's a tree, there's branches, and she just wanders into them and is being like stabbed and poked. I, I don't know. No, I think the best is when she's like climbing up that hill that's not steep. Yep. Then she climbs. <laughs> she climbs what they try to tell us is a huge cliff. It's not. It's like a super, it's like a barely inclined. And like, she's really trying to act through it. She can't. (laughs) So bad. bad. Then she's in a canyon. And I'm like, how are we not going to make fun of this? How are we not going to make fun of this? (laughs) There's definitely snakes, too, that she's climbing through in all those rocks. Come on. Jenny, she's in a glass case of emotion. (laughs) She's She's like, this is not the trip I planned. She's in a canyon, guys, and she falls, and her glasses fly out of her pocket and are laying in some hay next to her as she's unconscious. And I forgot about the fire. And I'm like, oh, my God, the glass is going to start a fire? Yeah. So, meanwhile, the pregnant chick is praying and laboring and praying and laboring. (laughs) And the vultures are circling. The vultures are circling. (laughs) 
Now we cut back to Mary, and she's in a blazing inferno. (laughs) They did start a fire. Charles hears her screaming, and they see the smoke, and she's screaming. Oh, my God. Like, she's screaming. So let's review. Adam's plan was lay here and die. I have a review here, too. Go ahead. Adam's plan was let's all lay here and die. Mm -hmm. Right? That was his plan. Mary's plan is, I'm going to stand next to a fire and scream, help me. <laughs> like, why is she standing next to the fire? She, she can't like, get out like, of it, Jenny. She's trapped Char- in the canyon. Charles was able to walk past it. Well, Charles is, a, is like a miracle. No, like he was able to walk around it. Like she just needs to move away from the fire. I don't know. I have. Okay, so let's review. Adam wins an award. Now Mary's trapped in a canyon of fire. Adam has two broken legs and some chicks in labor with broken ribs. Wow, this one arrived. <laughs> <laughs> but ironically, Mary's plan of standing next to the fire screaming, help me, worked. Well, the smoke helped. Yeah. So that's why they had to have the glasses on well, her person. The best, is, the best is ride or die. Like, they're no, like. No, what? They're like, Wait, what do you what? make of the. Ride or die. Ride or die is Edwards. What are you doing? Uh, fine. It's dollar the, the, store ride or die. <laughs> the dollar store, the generic ride or die. They, uh. He's like, what do you make of that smoke down the road, Charles? And Charles' like, I don't know. Dude, go check out the smoke down the road. You're looking for an accident, basically. Okay. So, Mary somehow, I just wonder, like, could we have gotten this fire started? First of all, I don't even think they needed the fire. But if you needed the fire for no, the smoke, didn't. how could we have gotten the fire started without having mary's Fresh glasses fire on start there. all the time Fresh fire start okay. all the time okay how about this jen amy's rewrite corner let's go mary and adam are stuck at the crash site okay they're trying to talk about how they can get out of this mary is looking around for something to help her start a fire so that they can alert people with smoke she finds a magnifying glass in leslie's pocket or what's her name? Marge. Marge's pocket. Marge. <laughs> the fuck's Leslie? She, oh, that's her. She name. starts the fire, or she finds a match and starts a fire. She wanders away from the accident site, starts a fire in a safe place, comes back. Charles finds them, be- but All they right. can't do that because women in this show have to be in a position of rescued. peril. They have to be yes. rescued. Yeah. Okay, I'll rewrite it and staying in the parameters of women have to be rescued. Mary falls down the canyon, <laughs> breaks a leg. <laughs> And a scream and help me, and Charles hears her. Yeah, the f- Jen, the coked up stunts guy needs some fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I got it, I got it. Charles or Carl's Junior is driving by, and he throws <laughs> yes. a stick of dynamite into the woods, or a they cigarette butt. Somebody, cigarette butt. They could have had a dude smoking one of those riders smoking throws a cigarette on the there road. There you go, yeah. something, and it catches Mary's hair on fire. I mean, this is literally like a dried out. Fucking wasteland of kind- Kindle. Kind- <laughs> kindling. Kindling. Kindling? Kindling. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I said kindred. That's not the right word at all. No, not How? I, I said Kindle. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back at the blind school, we're we're in Doc Baker's care. We have to we have to sum this up though. Hero mode they went into hero mode, they mopped all these guys up. I guess they picked up the stagecoach. <laughs> they left that dude dead. Like, whatever. And brought them back to Walnut Grove. And now, apparently, Doc can save people. Apparently. So, Doc's, like, wiping his brow. He's got Miss Pazwinski hair. He's all, like, you know, sweated up. And he's like, (laughs) Adam has fractured legs. 
I mean, he would have been crushed. I don't know. Not, not a frat. I not don't a couple know. fractures. He would never walk again if that was real. Right, because apparently this stagecoach is made out of fucking iron. Because he yeah, didn't break right. apart, flipping yes. head over ass over head three times. Then we okay. hear the baby crying, and Mrs. Lauren, Marge Lauren. Oh, they gave her the last name, Lauren. That's just lazy writing. That's she had a baby boy, Jen. And Mary says it's a double miracle. So where's the third miracle? What is it? I think it's that Mary didn't start the fire. Mary didn't start the fire. <laughs> so that's it totally was what always burning. I'm like, I'm like, Mary's all like, I didn't start the fire. <laughs> Charles says, Mary, it's a good thing you started that fire. That smoke led us to you. And she's like, Pa, I'm a woman on Little House on the Prairie. I can't do things like that. The fire was accidental. I was a victim of the fire. You would have never wrote that into mm-hmm. my script. I have no idea how it started. Then we get a super gloom, super zoom of the glasses. Oh, End of episode. I just have, I hope they got a fucking refund. Wow. It was. I hope Albert and Laura got their money back on this ship. I hope so too. Like, where's that honey money now? Just gone. Well, the honey money's gone because I feel like the honey money was mostly spent on the train. Yeah. Which. And not the stagecoach. And if it's, if trains are anything like uh, fucking airlines today, they're not getting that money back. Why the hell didn't Charles just give them a ride to Sleepy Eye? This all could have been avoided. It's Charles' fault. Let's do whose fault it is. It's Charles. I have it's Mary's, but I feel like I agree it's Charles for just not giving them a fucking ride. Yeah, just give them a ride. Or how about Mary and Hester Sue's fault for not thinking out how they were going to get Adam to the ceremony if he won when they nominated him? How about it's Mary's fault for thinking they could have something nice? Mm, Okay. (laughs) All right. Jen, at the end of every episode, we go through the source material, we look at the episode, we think about a theme or a lesson or something we took from it that affected how we live our lives now or have in the past. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. So, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? I like how you say we go through the source material. <laughs> and like it was like me sitting in my bed eating popcorn, <laughs> writing on my tablet. <laughs> That's going through the source material. Sure. Getting annoyed at the 5,000 commercials that yeah, were in this. Yeah. My why is this is why we are always suspicious of anything good that happened to us. <laughs> I have. I feel like it's shows like this because something good would happen. And this show is notorious oh, for it. Oh, man. Like, you got, I'm going to make a verb. I'm going to make a verb. You got Little House. <laughs> like, you have something amazing happen to you. Then you get Little House. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. Like part. then, then like you know, like you get a promotion at work, and then you get little house, and then the place burns down, <laughs> and the place goes out of business like the next day. Jenny, I have a very similar why. It's, this is why you should never leave the house. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? This explains a lot because if this is, if this is based on any semblance of historical accuracy, if a no. third of this is accurate. This explains why Graham's generation didn't go anywhere. <laughs> didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. It's true. Jenny, um, real quick before we get into what's next, I just want to give a quick shout out to some new patrons that we have. Oh. So these are our Hero Mode patrons. Um, we have Carrie, Lisa, Ivan, Heidi, Rhonda, Renee, and another Jennifer. 
So thank you guys very much for your support. We really appreciate it. And if you like what you hear and you want us to keep covering more shit, head over to Patreon and <laughs> and support us. We'd appreciate that. So Jenny, what do we have coming up next? Well, I'd say that it's good that we have new patrons, but I don't want to get Patreon patrons. patrons. But I don't want to get Little House. <laughs> right. Shh. We could get Little House and everybody's going to quit tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody quits. Um, so are we going to do Annabelle? Is that the, are we yeah. going to do that one? Guys, Jenny is a truck backing up. We cannot find a way around this. So this is my life. Mm-hmm. So we're doing season six, episode five, Annabelle. The description reads, a circus act passes through <sighs> Walnut Grove and Nels Ocean is horrified when he spots his estranged sister Annabelle as the fat lady. Embarrassed by her physical appearance, Nels denies any relation to her. I am really upset with you nails i expect better from you guys this as a as a fat person in life this is going to be really triggering for me i'm going to come at you nails i'm just telling you right now is he turning all winoka nails oh my god this is gonna be bad all right um so thanks for listening guys if you like i said if you want to hear more episodes that we do we do we're doing love boat right now and extra movies we did child's play for our patreon for october and some some real swanky, crazy love boat stuff. Um, we also did Children of the Corn, which is on the main we feed. We did Children of the Corn on the main feed. Hope you're enjoying that. And if you just want to connect with us, follow us on Instagram. Um, our Instagram is Gen X This Is Why. And our Facebook group is the Mimi Bees. And you can get all of this in the show notes or go to GenXThisIsWhy.com. Oh, Aim, I do have some exciting news. I forgot. Oh, gosh. What is she going to drop at me right before I... What? <laughs> Our trademark got approved. Oh, good. So apparently I had all the time in the world and was bored during the pandemic and decided to apply for a trademark because, you know, everyone's coming to steal our, our title. Yeah. So, yep. so after what dragged on for months, we now can put the little TM after oh, our name. Oh, good. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that. Go ahead. You, you adjust our graphic. <laughs> can you imagine what it would look like? You know what we should do? Jenny loves when I give her graphics ideas. Have it do the little TM like the TV in the MTV logo. Okay. That's okay. not what you're supposed to do. Okay. There's really specific ways to use a trademark, but okay. okay. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.